Sal Cirincioni is the senior director of rock programming for Premier Radio Networks, and he was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony can- concert over the weekend. So let's talk to him about it. Sal, what's going on? Hi, Hi Sal. Sal. Good to hear all your voices again. All right. Yeah, now you've covered, I don't know how many of these rock hall induction concerts. Top to bottom, where did this year stand? What I saw, there seemed to be a levity to the evening. It was kind of pretty upbeat. Yeah, it was upbeat, and for so many uh, honorees, the show moved along. Uh, It was five hours long, just about, but it really did move, uh, which was good. And it was a lot of uh, bang for the buck, if you will. Very varied, very diverse, and uh, balanced quite well. Of course, this could mean nothing come November 20th when it airs on HBO. God knows how they'll edit it all together. You know, they may put... The sure. Foo Fighters who the Foo Fighters ended the night. They may put them on first. Who knows? But all in all, it was a good show, and I think people will enjoy it. And Taylor Swift, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, and to get things started, Taylor Swift comes on stage. She might not know who Carol King yeah. is. <laughs> Did she cry? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it was funny. At one point, I thought she might actually. Um, <laughs> No, well, she said she was raised on Carol King's music. Uh, she did say that she cannot, could never remember a time when she didn't know Carol King's music. She said she was raised by two of her biggest fans who taught her uh, three basic truths in life, and one of them was that Carol King is the greatest songwriter of all time. Okay, well, that's pretty cool, then. Yeah, before the show was insert name here. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Jennifer Hudson came out, right? Little natural woman, that's good. Yeah, and that was interesting because what they did, they really did the show differently this year. Usually, you know, you have the uh, speech and then you have the performances. Well, they had Taylor Swift open the show by performing uh, a Carol King song, which uh, uh, Will You Love Me. She, she started the show with that. And then she did her speech. And then Carol King comes up, accepts the award. And then Carol King introduced Jennifer Hudson doing Natural Woman. And then... Carol King then came back out and did You've Got a Friend with her band, with, with Carol King's own band. So it was kind of interesting the way they did that. But uh, yeah, uh, Jennifer Hudson was there for uh, Carol as well as Taylor. Uh, talk about star power for one person. That's yeah, that, cool. yeah, that's pretty so, good. So how, how does it work now? Was it Cleveland, Cleveland this year? Are they alternating years and is there a different vibe depending on the city? Well, they said, well, it's funny, you know, you've mentioned that I've been to so many. I, I was trying to count the other day and I somewhere around 26, 27 that I've been to. Uh, but I've never been to the two. I believe they've had, yeah, they've had two in Los Angeles. So I've never been to those because we have somebody in our Los right. Angeles office who would cover that. But so to answer your question, I did ask that of John Sykes, who's the chairman of the Rock Hall Foundation. And it will be held in the fall. That's first and foremost now, because it used to be always be uh, early or late winter always for years until the pandemic hit. So then it's now it's been moved to the fall. They said they like that. So that's going to continue, but they couldn't say where it will be held next year, but it will either be New York, Cleveland, or Los Angeles. Those they feel are the three biggest supporting cities for the rock hall. When it comes to, you know, a Cleveland is where the hall and fame and museum is. So that makes sense. And then of course, New York and Los Angeles are the two big entertainment industries where all the Muckety mucks are located, so why not make it easy for them? He is the senior director of rock programming for Premier Radio. He was front and center for the concert Saturday night up in Cleveland for the Rock Hall. Sal Cirincioni is with us, and Sal, Todd Rundgren in state, but he was performing down in Cincinnati, and I think it's classy the way that the hall 
says that's all right. You can disavow. You can talk your whatever you want to. Your opinion is, but you're going to be in our hall, and the 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 hall just moves forward with Todd Rundgren, despite how grumpy and pissy the guy is. And was it Patty Smith that inducted him? Yeah, him and Patty go way back. Of course, he he produced her 1979 album Wave, but they know each other since the very late 60s, early 70s, uh, because they're both from the Philadelphia area. And yeah, I actually give the Rock Hall credit because despite Todd, you know, beating him up and not wanting to be part of it and not even moving his show in Cincinnati to, you know, drive up the three, three and a half hours to Cleveland to be part of it, they used a video clip of him to... um, and this was taken from 2017 when he gave the commencement address at the Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And they ended his segment with this. And <laughs> he said, I've never had a number one record, single, or album. Personally, I've never been nominated for a Grammy. I've never been nominated, thankfully, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If nominated, I will not run. And if elected, I will not serve. Well, thank you there, Tom. <laughs> rock and roll, though. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except- and, you know, but... No, go ahead. Well, I was, I was good. No, go finish your thought because I was going to ask you about another band. No, I was just going to say, you know, I was thinking about it the other night, though, while this was all going on. And I think, you know, yeah, there are things we don't want to do in life. But, you know, your fans wanted you in. You said you are happy to be in for them, your fans. Well, then see it through and at least show up and, you know, gracefully accept the award. Uh, and, you know, he could have probably moved the Cincinnati date and uh, gone up there and done that. And, you know, a lot of his fans were disappointed right. that he wasn't there. But, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, wanted to ask you about Foo Fighters first, and then we can get on to the performance afterwards. Per- Foo Fighters, 25 years, first year of eligibility. When you think about how hard it is to get new rock music on airplay right now over the past 25 years, their Making a Fire was a huge hit off the new album. It's pretty amazing now. A lot of great bands in there, but pretty amazing what Foo Fighters accomplished when the market itself is kind of against what they do. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I mean, Dave Grohl is a big supporter of rock and roll. Matter of fact, he mentioned that in his speech. He goes, I want to keep it short. He goes, because for 25 years, I've never shut up. He goes, blah, 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 rock and roll, blah, 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 rock and roll this, rock and roll that. And so, uh, he is really he he took the torch from what Nirvana started or helped start there in the mid '90s that that revitalization period carried it forward and I think it's good for the format and to have them be inducted and uh, you know have the light shined on them. Of course, I you know there are a lot of people that say, wait a minute, how could Foo Fighters get in before people like Jethro Tull or Farner or Bad Company, whatever? You know, look, uh, we'll, we'll have that argument until the right. we're all pushing up daisies but uh you know it's not a bad thing for the format and and for rock and roll to have you know a true rock and roll band represented and one that's you know relatively uh new to the format it doesn't seem like 25 years it has been but you know hey good for them yeah exactly hey, tell us uh, about how the mccartney mccartney performs with them it had to be pretty amazing huh pretty shaky though i thought paul uh, sounded pretty shaky didn't did, he uh yeah yeah, he he did. He, uh, he yeah, he was a little yeah, he he was a little crackly, if you will. They did get back the Beatles song, get back. So the first, uh, you know, when Paul first started it off, you know, JoJo was a man. And yeah, in, yeah, whatever. Yeah, his voice cracked a couple of times there. He was uh, nervous. Yeah, it might have been nerves. <laughs> I, I yeah. Well, you really the you know he's not been on stage in twenty seven months. I yeah. Think. 
True. What he recently said. So, you know, maybe he didn't have a good enough warm-up time with them. I don't know. I don't know if he got into town early enough to really rehearse with them. But, uh, you know, it's they'll make it work somehow. It, it came off pretty good, though. The song picked up steam as it went along. Sal, how did uh, the Go-Go sound? Oh, they sounded good. And uh, they were all excited to be there. You know, you talk about kids <laughs> in a candy shop. And yeah. there were a lot of a lot of people there that were really, you know, uh, <laughs> wanting wanting to see that happen. And it's the first all female band that plays their instruments to be inducted. Oh. Of course, you know, you've got Diana Ross and the Supremes, Martha and the Vandellas, right. bands like that, Shirelles. But uh, they're the first ones who, who who you know do wrote their own songs, play their own instruments, and uh, and yeah, and they looked good, and they they sounded good. They did the three songs, the three big hits, uh, which everybody you know knows, Vacation. We got the beat and our lips are sealed. And, uh, you know, that's deemed what you have to do by the rock hall. You have to play your hits. So they didn't have a choice. (laughs) Well, Kathy Valentine, I mean, it was the basis with the Go-Go's. Didn't she have something to say about, hey, we need more female rock and roll artists represented in the rock hall? Yeah, she said that it's a goal of theirs to to support that and make a push for it and to get more women in there. And, uh, you know, this was a good year for women. And, I mean, I hate to even have to say that, you know, but... But uh, you did have Carol King, as as uh, we mentioned, and Tina Turner, Tina Turner, uh, the Go Go's, of course, and then uh, well, that was it actually. But uh, those are three very big names right there. So yeah, but so not bad. They were well represented that night, and I'm sure there will be many more to come, as as well as there should be. Well, Sal, I know you got a busy schedule this morning. We didn't even get to Dave Chappelle. Who emcees this event, or is it done off stage by an announcer? No, no announcer this year. And actually, you've got time. We've got uh, eight more minutes if you want to chat. So we're, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, who emcees? Who em, who who runs the show? Does Greg Harris? Is he front and center, or does he take a back seat? No, they they all take a back seat. So um, no, there was actually there wasn't even a uh, a voiceover person. You know, you know, hit him in the wings saying, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like yeah. an Academy Award or something. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Whether they dubbed something in for HBO, I don't know, but no. And it was funny because at the end of the night, you know, they finished Get Back, and that was it. And it was no, none of the other performers came on to join with Paul and the Foo Fighters, and it just ended. And Ricky Gervais no, came on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice, right? And it was no one. No, no announcement, nothing. And just eventually lights went up and people started walking out. Uh, hey, well, tell, tell me about Randy Rhodes since we have time. Randy Rhodes was honored. Yeah, Tom Morello did the uh, uh, speech for him. And obviously, I never knew this, but uh, Tom named his daughter Rhodes after Randy Rhodes. Uh, so big fan. He said he had heard him, you know, hearing a uh, crazy train. All those years ago, heard that guitar and said, wow, this is different. Never heard anything like this. And so, yeah, I, you know, the, the obvious choice for me, I would have figured Ozzy and Sharon might have come out to do something on his behalf. But maybe it's okay to break from the norm and have somebody else do the speech on behalf of Randy because Randy obviously is so closely affiliated with Ozzy. So maybe you make a break and to show that, you know, he had – a wide-ranging influence on others and was not just, you know, him about being with Ozzy Osbourne as his guitarist and then, of course, was killed on tour with Ozzy. Uh, Ozzy didn't kill him. He was killed in a plane crash. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but that was a nice little segment. And then, you know, they did the video presentation, of course, that they always do with every artist. But they didn't have anybody come out and, you know, maybe, you know, do what Randy did, you know. So, which I guess, okay, 
because maybe nobody can do what Randy did, but they didn't have any musical tribute to him. They didn't have one to Todd. Jay-Z did not perform. Um, and then, of course, when you, the other artists uh, like Kraftwerk and Gil Scott Heron and Heron and Billy Preston, they didn't have any musical tribute to them as well. And so Ringo. They, they kinda, yeah, Ringo, Ringo introduced was Billy Preston, video, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, video speech from Ringo to uh, induct Billy, which made sense because obviously they go way back sure. to when Billy sat in with the Beatles, but then uh, Billy was also in the first edition of Ringo's All-Star Band back in 1989, so that was kind of neat to see. And then the video montage together uh, showing uh, Billy and brought back, brought back a lot of memories. You know, he was more than just a sideman. He was also an artist in his own right and uh, sorely missed by a lot of people. Sal, when will we be able to see this fine, uh, finished product on HBO? It'll be on HBO and HBO Max on November 20th. So that's oh, I thought it was going to be December. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Hey, Sal, yeah. you mentioned, and we're with Sal Cerenzioni, Senior Director of Rock Programming for Premier Radio Networks, and we'll let you go after this one. You mentioned, already mentioned Bad Company, but what are some of the names? You know, I don't know if it was even talked about amongst the press, but I, I would assume like Bad Company, Sticks. Who am I missing for possible names next year? Yeah, the ones that come that come to mind, and 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 I may not be the biggest fan of these people, but you can't deny, you know, that their music gets played all the time and everything. And I think the glaring omissions for me, I think Foreigner is a glaring omission. Again, I can't tell you I'm the biggest Foreigner fan. As a matter of fact, I'm yeah. not uh, a fan really at all. Uh, I think Jimmy Buffett needs to be deserved because I think he's really started a whole genre. Of, yeah, he did you know, on his own. Uh, Jethro Tull, I think, needs to be looked at. Um, I think Brian Adams might need, need to be looked at. You have Sticks, we have Bad Company. They have a list. When you go in the Hall of Fame, there's a video list, and I'm actually going to write a story about this today. I didn't get a chance to do it over the weekend, but they want you to vote as to who you think should be in the Hall of Fame, and this they have a 100 of the top artists. And, of course, Pat Benatar, she has been nominated now but has gotten overlooked. Judas Priest is another one uh, from the rock side of things. But this list, you know, it went into many other formats. So you, you were talking about hmm. uh, hip-hop artists were on there and pop artists were on there. Heck, and, Duran Duran maybe could get in. Yeah, Duran Duran was on this list that I'm referring to. I'm trying to think who the number one most requested was on there that day. But it was, it was, it was actually a head-scratcher to me. Oh, I know who it was. Well, yeah, and it is a head scratcher to me. I know this is gonna, you know, piss off Go people, ahead. and I, apo I apologize. Go ahead, Mo Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. all right, uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. so. Sal's got a wishy washy yeah. on that one. Mm. Well, Sal, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Beautiful job. Oh. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you guys anytime. And uh, like I said, I'll get that that story out, and you'll check it out tomorrow. Of, okay. Uh, you know, who people feel should be worthy of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think you guys should go in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sal. All right, take care.